0: is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. What do
1: you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. BING! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. (laughs) This (laughs) I'm Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. (laughs) Learn it. Know
2: it.
0: Are you running a business or a charity
2: war? Leave the gun. Take
0: the
1: cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Hold over No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You'll find it, This is Live at Five. Yes, here we are, folks. Thank you. Thank you. You're all too kind. Uh, Here we are on a uh, beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Boy, it is really sharp out there. Traffic isn't so bad. A lot of people must be on vacay because it's really not bad driving around Watertown. Needless to say, I just got here just in time. But nonetheless, here we are for a, or should I say, an an exciting show. got to be grammatically correct here. Uh, Lloyd Lindsay, uh, what's his name from Channel Nine? Oh, Humm-Day <clears throat> Wednesday version of uh, your favorite afternoon uh, talk show here on AM 1240. And uh, uh, geez, I just—I'm looking at this is awful. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm looking at News Junkie as we speak. First uh, look in—in in, uh, in a while today, and uh, there's a horrific photograph of a picture. Jeff never turns off the phone. If you've been hearing buzzing on AM 1240 over Hannity. It's because of this. Listen to the difference here. Can you hear that? Even, I, I mean, I got headsets on, but you could probably hear it at home when you're you hear that? I'll, I'll shut up for three seconds. Listen to the buzz. Now I'm going to turn the buzz off in three, two, in three, two. See how it goes away? I got to put a sign here. Jeff, turn off the phone. Turn off this. Because if you don't, it goes back like this. All right, never mind. All right, so anyway, there's a horrific picture of something that looks at, looks like it's out of like uh I don't know, out of jaws, too. The boat is on, it's like a 17 foot boat, like a fiberglass boat, one on fire. This on News Junkie as we speak. Keep Vincent, New York, July 12th, that's today, approximately 9.49 49 today uh, in the morning. Keep Vincent, fire and ambulance dispatched along with multiple blah, blah, blah uh, to Ponds Marina off County Route 6 in the town of Keep Vincent. They, they arrived on the scene. They discovered a 1979 Regal Marine. It's a 20-foot boat, fully engulfed in fire. A person later identified as 82-year-old man Robert Pitcher of Three Mile Bay. The owner of the boat was found deceased in the water. It's just awful. The boat fire was extinguished by members. The cause of the boat and blah, blah, blah is still under investigation. You just hate to see that. You really, really do. Here's a man just enjoying his life, his latter part of his life, his golden years, 82 years old fully capable obviously of going out and about by himself. And then something went wrong. I don't know what it was forcing this man at this point, obviously to jump off the boat. I don't know what the current conditions were, but up there and keep Vincent on the river. That's awful. It was about a year ago, uh, right around now, or maybe late June. Uh, there was an actress, uh, from, uh, from Hollywood who, uh, was visiting up here at a family house. And she decided to go swimming early on in the morning, one day in mid June of last year, like I said, and, uh, she got caught up in the current and she passed away. So, you know, two different scenarios, but uh, the result are of results, unfortunately, are the death of two people uh, over the course of maybe 13 months right in the same area there. So that's awful. It's on News Junkie as we speak. All right. So I won't be here tomorrow or Friday. Um, someone thought I was going to Pittsburgh. By the way, for the record, I've never been in Pittsburgh. I think I was in the airport at one point. I don't think that counts. But I, I was once in Philadelphia where I'm going, my, my nephew's getting married. I have three nephews and three uh, nieces, and two of which, as of this Friday night, he's, he's getting married on Friday. I would I, I would have taken off Friday, and obviously we have weekends off here, but for some reason or other, my nephew, Brian Curry, decided to get married on a Friday night. <laughs> and um, But that's his prerogative, and, and I'm glad because you know my nieces and nephews, one of them eloped, the other ones, uh, they're not going to get married. And this this is probably the I hate to say this, but you know our family we, we get along and whatnot. But our both parents are gone. We're both I'm the youngest. So I'm sixty, and I, I I don't dare say this on Friday, but I I'm going to tell people. I said you know what this is going to be the last time we're all together before one of us is is in a box. Isn't that an awful way of putting things? But it's you know I live up here. I'm the prodigal son. I live three four hundred miles away from everybody else. So I'm looking forward to, to to some degree, just getting together with everyone for essentially what I think the last time we'll all be in the room together. Now, uh, this wedding happens to be in a a luxurious hotel. And then there's an after party about three blocks away, all in downtown Philadelphia. I saw pictures of it. And I'm like, wow, I better go out there and get a suit. So last night I got myself a suit at JCPenney. And I tell you what, I, I mean, again, it's great to get help. And one woman did come over and help me. And I noticed that people work at, at like places like J.C. Penney. You can't tell if they if, if they if they work there or if they're if they're on vacation, because there was one guy who had like a T-shirt that said you know uh, Virginia's for lovers or something or other. And he, I said that guy actually works here. I said okay, all right, whatever, whatever works, you know. Uh, all work is good, and he didn't help me, but nonetheless, someone else did. But what I had to do is figure out every time, you know, I, 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 I've been a forty-two all my life. Uh, I, and I'm talking about my jacket size. Well, those days are over, and but yet, even if you get like a 46 that fits, it doesn't mean that it's going to fit around the arms. It could fit around the chest. It could fit around the waist. You know, you don't look like a, a, a monkey. But it's and then you got to start learning. You know, is it fit? Is it the fit version? Is it the long version or is it the short version? Not, not necessarily in that. And I tell you what, it took me an hour. Just to match up things, I wanted to get this really nice blue plaid, kind of like really cool light plaid on on like a steel blue. I was looking for that, and like, God, it, this it, my my sleeve. I guess my arms are just too freaking short. So, nonetheless, I just got myself a black suit. And uh, wouldn't you know what, they they found a coupon somewhere and took off twenty percent. I tell you what, twenty percent off what I bought was an eighty dollar difference. I actually went over and got a pair of shoes too. I wasn't gonna go in with my my canvas sneakers to my to my nephew's wedding. Now, of course, if it was at a fire hall somewhere in, uh, in Ray. yes, I would. And I'd feel comfortable because that's the way things are up here. But I said, no, nope, i got to look impressive for this. And my wife went with her uh, sister and in, uh, and, uh, sister-in-law and today, and she got her hair done at a salon. And, and so hopefully we'll look like beautiful people for at least a couple of days when we go down and impress the relatives down there. After that, who knows if we'll see him again. All right, let's go to the phones. Hi, right, you're in the air.
2: Glenn, I was going to call and suggest that you do a live broadcast from the... The Jefferson, Jefferson County, County Fair. <laughs> Fair. That would be kind of a neat idea. But yeah. now that I know your itinerary, I guess that's not going to be possible.
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, back in the day when radio was radio, and don't tell Jim Levin that, we actually did the... Uh, uh, the we, we would go there pretty much every day or at least twice or three times throughout the week. This was back in the Dave Manns days. Uh, uh, Dave, uh, Mike White would, would sit out there in uh, Homestead Homes Double Wide. He did it every year and people would walk in, hey Mike how's it going? Hey, I can't get you I can't get you a frequency, I can't get you. Anyway, we did it was when radio was a lot different now our remotes are pretty much phoned in They're for two hours and that, that, that heritage the guys across town, they don't do that, they don't even get out of their vehicles, they're not going to do it so um, you have a great idea sir, you really do Unfortunately, you know, we've kind of moved on from those days because the, the, the fair essentially runs itself without, you know, our participation like we used to.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the broadcasts from there. And, um, you know, I thought it would be neat if maybe the mayor could, could go over and do that. But considering what you've just described and, and, and considering the fact that the mayor's got some mobility issues right now, My, uh, Jeff, yeah, go ahead. But yeah. that, uh, that, that's probably not the best suggestion for him. Not
1: at, at the, not at the moment.
2: I just thought it would be a neat idea to do a, do a lot because you've got lots going on. and, and Yeah. And get involved
1: and, right. And, uh, not really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I appreciate well, it. Uh, thank.
2: Yeah, have a good weekend.
1: Yes, you too. And thank you very much, sir. Thank you. A friend of mine told me that he is at a prestigious, this gentleman that just uh, called us up, uh, uh, adult home here in uh, Watertown, New York. He's a very nice man for sure. All right, so uh, the big hearings on the, you know, where's uh, where's Biden today? Yesterday he was in England, and the last couple of days, he's in Europe. Today he's in Lithuania. He's uh, uh, all all in on the Ukraine war. So, you know, expect that to continue for at least another year or two before Kamala officially takes over. I don't know who it's going to be. Could be Gavin Newsom. The one thing the Constitution says, and Jeff Graham can... Uh, can explain this a heck of a lot better than yours, truly. But I've been thinking about this, you know, Ken, at the last minute we're seeing Gavin Newsom kind of like waiting in the wings to take over here. And he fits the woke agenda, he fits that perfectly. Right now, obviously, you know, the Beltway people, the DOJ, the FBI, uh, Schumer, along with Pelosi, Susan Rice and others are, are running the country. And Barack Obama and Michelle are clearly running the country. Joe Biden is not running the country. And if you've noticed, there's been a lot of criticism about Joe Biden. Uh, Over the weekend, he was struggling to get into a a lounge chair on the beach. It was really sad. And, And I say sad in the sense that, you know, the cameras are on him now more so than ever. They're scrutinizing him more. People are sick and tired of looking at his crackhead son at at the White House, all paranoid. The cocaine story doesn't help. We're never going to get to the bottom of that. However, we will throw people in jail for being involved in January 6th, but Hunter Biden losing all of his teeth to meth, giving out secrets to the the Russians, Ukraines, the Chinese, taking in large sums of money, walking around with an illegal gun. No big deal. No big deal. So... The Constitution says that you cannot have two candidates running for office as partners, that is, presidential and vice presidential uh, uh, candidate together, uh, just like what, you know, obviously uh, at the time Donald Trump was from the state of New York, Mike Pence was from Indiana. You can't have both of them from the same state. So if Gavin Newsom at the last, the 11th hour, replaced um, Joe Biden, he couldn't run for president because Kamala Harris is also from the great state. Or what was the great state of California? So they're going to have to do something there. They're in a dilemma. The, the, the press, the media, should say all of it uh, is is clearly leaning towards Kamala Harris now. This is this would be this for two reasons. One, it would be historic. It's not going to be Hillary Clinton like we thought it was going to be in 2016, but in fact, the first female president of the United States is going to be Kamala Harris. And in addition to that, she's going to be a person of color, although that's a weak argument because even people of color say she's really not one of us. But anyway, uh, that's that's what what we're looking at. So she, you know, again, they they're just going to squeeze as much as they can out of Joe Biden to get into office. He'll probably win by six million votes or so in the uh, obviously in the popular vote, but he'll win the key states. Uh, quite handily, and it will just be repeated with the same results of what happened in 2020. I I don't want to say it. I don't want. I don't like saying it. You don't want to hear it. But that's that's the that's the fact, Jack. So you know, with, with respects to um, you know Gavin Newsom, he's done. He's finished. The other alternative, of course, is. Biden doesn't run at all. And somehow or other, they they say, well, you you can't run Kamala Harris because the guy waiting in the wings, you you know, you would have to run for president and he'd be your vice. It wouldn't work either way. So they would have to come up with somebody else. Who else that, who who that other person is, they don't have any alternative. They really don't. They don't even have any debate set up through the DNC. So that's not going to happen. The only other person I can think of, obviously on the on on the range right now, would be RFK Jr. But they, they, you know, the Beltway couldn't control him. He would be his own president. They wouldn't do that. Kamala Harris, on the other hand, if she gets in there uh, under Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden just goes off on a you know big patch, uh, a slab of ice. They send him out to better pastures, uh, like an old Eskimo, and then Kamala takes over. Whoever takes over as vice president, uh, I don't know, Stacey Abrams, Kubica. Um, I, I maybe, maybe even uh, uh, Michelle Obama, we've been hearing her name uh, from time to time. But that's that's where we're heading. There's no question about it. The Ukraine war, in my opinion, is just going to linger for as long as the, who knows, I don't know if it's going to be as long as the Afghanistan, Afghanistan war. It's not our war, but in, se- in essence it is. It's a war by proxy. Um, and it will just, just continue. But last night, I experiment, I go back and forth uh, to CNN and MSNBC just to see what they're talking about. And with, with the hearings that you might have heard today on either C-SPAN or any one of the networks, you might have heard bits and pieces of them on the Hannity Show and whatnot, and they are just grilling the, these FBI guys uh, with respect to the FBI and their alleged collusion with uh, uh, social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Google, so forth. And there's overwhelming evidence that they interfered, and then it's proven because a lot of these same people that were there uh, just years ago, are now executives working for these major platforms like Twitter and so forth. And yet, I tr- I don't know who these people are anymore. I I, I, I I recognize their faces, but I don't know them as much. But when CNN got rid of Jerry Zucker and then hired the other guy and then got rid of him, I, I, every now and then I just give them the benefit of the doubt. I says, are they going to go... Right of center, a little bit, are they going to be more inclusive? We heard it, we hear that word include. We've got to be inclusive. we got to let it, oh boy, we've got to be inclusive. We've got to let everyone involved in this, other than white people, especially those conservatives, but we got to be inclusive. And I go to it last night, and they're talking. It's amazing, it's like a soap opera that you can miss for years on end and still pick up on what's happening. And they looked at each other, and says, You know, we we know people in the FBI, you and I, we go way back. Why, how can they possibly think that the FBI is in collusion with the uh, uh, with the Democratic Party? And they're both shaking their heads and laughing and whatnot. And if you hear any of the bites today uh, that, that was just played moments ago on the Sean Hannity show, it's so overwhelmingly obvious the collusion between the Beltway and the rest of these people. And yet they denied each and every night and at the same time can't understand why people are watching CNN and MSNBC. So why aren't people watching us? You, know, just, you, you you go through one CEO every 18 months or so, and, and now you're going to change things around, you're going to change this this ship around and go in another direction and acquire more people. The only thing that can bring them back is if Donald Trump becomes president of the United States. They don't want that to happen, but it's actually a silver lining for these people because that's when people will start tuning in to find out what is Donald Trump going to be uh, disgraced for next. And the best place, of course, to see all that is on the woke networks like CNN, MSNBC, or for that matter, on the social media platforms. So that's their dilemma. I don't know where we go from this point going forward. Unfortunately, uh, and people say, a lot of people, particularly Republicans, not just friends and so forth, but you, you hear and read about it. Geez, if only Donald Trump could just step aside. If only he could just step aside and let uh, you know someone like Ron DeSantis you know, debate uh, um, um, uh, Joe Biden. And by the way, I would like to see that. I think that would be a really great moment for the Republicans. But at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. It doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, or for that matter, R.F.K. Jr. Even if somehow he became the independent and all of a sudden became a superstar after Joe Biden you know, slipped and fell and had an aneurysm or something. They still would find ways to vilify all these people as much as possible. It's not just the Donald Trump thing anymore. It comes down to as long as we've got to have someone that we can control and that person obviously has to be a Democrat. And if it's an 80-year-old man that struggles to get in and out of a Chase lounge on a beach somewhere, that's, that's, if, if it comes down to that, that's what we'll do. So that's where we are right now. 755-1240, if you want to squeeze in a phone number, to, uh, phone call, by all means, give me a shout. 755-1240. And here's the reason why. i got a break coming up right now. And at the bottom of the hour, we will be talking, of course, to our friend, Attorney Joe Stanley. What I want to talk to Joe about today is a follow up on yesterday's discussion with uh, Michelle uh, Smithers. Michelle had a compelling story, a personal saga, a personal story, a sad one, but she's very courageous and she, you know, she she got through a lot of uh, a lot of moments, uh, you know, down moments in her life in recent months because she trusted someone that was going to fix her house and took her to the laundry for uh, somewhere around $32,000. After the show yesterday, she showed me pictures. And she showed me a picture of the contractor at work, and he looked he looked like he had a surprised look on his face. He didn't he, he looked like an Amish guy. They didn't want anyone to take his photograph as far as he didn't like put something over his face. But he had a guilty, guilty look on his face. But in addition to that, she showed me the pictures of what he was working on. It was a shower with tiles. Now, tiles, especially like these tiles, they were like subway tiles, really nice. Probably expensive. Each of them, I would say, based on a bulk rate from one box store, I don't know, maybe each of them would cost $12, $13 a piece. I have no idea. But there were a lot of money. There was grout, not to mention the labor costs and the setup and whatnot. And apparently, this guy was working up until one thirty in the morning. You'd think, oh, boy, he's a hardworking guy. But the fact is, he would get there at 6 o'clock at night or something like that. So nothing made any sense. And I got thinking, you know... Sometimes I get into a conversation I can't get out of because I don't know what I'm talking about. And I just like, you know what I tell, I, I do a mental note to myself. Is don't ever get in a situation that you can't get out of. Can't fight yourself out of a, of a wet paper bag. It just can't do it. So don't get into that ba- paper bag to begin with. So why in the world would you accept in excess of $12,000 and then later on take another 21 or something or a th- uh, whichever it amounted amassed to $32,000. If you know, you don't know what you're doing. And you're going to get a couple of crackheads, you know, uh, 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 staff members from whatever you know circle of friends you have, to fix this woman's house. I just, I just look. I made a mistake the other day on something. I'm correcting it right now. Uh, we had a little issue, uh, and I, I, I just felt, you know, I, I worked it out. I talked to the client. She's fine with it. Uh, we're moving forward. Uh, but you learn by that. But I, I couldn't possibly, you know, take someone's money knowing, like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. So I hope you don't get into that circumstance. I really do. So right now, let's do this. So let's do a break, and we'll talk to Joe about that, and we'll take your questions after that. And, of course, this message right here on the Live at Five show. We'll be back after this. Get ready to save with specforum.com <laughs> And with us we have of course attorney Joe Stanley. oh oh did I do that right? Hi J- Joe, you there? I am no, it's attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Five Show. How you doing, Joe?
2: I'm great, Brian. How
1: are you? Good, good, good. Can't complain. Beautiful weather. We had a lot of rain and whatnot. Uh, I'll get I'll get to the rain questions later. You guys got hit more and of course Southern Tier did and Vermont got walloped, people dying. It was just awful. But yesterday, I had a a, a full show uh, dedicated to a, a local woman with an old house not too far from where I am, right here in Watertown. Who, you know, you know, actually made some mistakes. She admits that she hired a contractor, Joe. She didn't go through the local, you know, I guess I guess the proper means of, of determining whether or not this guy was legitimate, whether or not he was actually a licensed contractor. But at the end of the day, she wound up giving him twelve thousand dollars up front and another twenty one thousand dollars later. $32,000 total. And I hate throwing that number, the numbers out there. I feel terrible mentioning it. But, you know, she approached us to talk about this, to warn others. So many red flags here. She, she, uh, she uh, saw a sample of his work through a friend. And so often, Joe, people rely on other people's advice, particularly someone that got work from this particular guy. And, and yet others, you know, if she had spoken to other people, they would have said, no, don't deal with this guy at all. So now, without you know, she gave him certified checks. The money's gone. The materials, very little materials, were actually brought to the project itself. Uh, she knew from, the, you know, from an early sign that there was problems. He wasn't able to get, get the orders from box stores. It seems as if, Joe, he had his own little Ponzi scheme going on where he would take money from one client and pay someone else or pay for something else. That's my guess. But going forward... What can this individual do uh, about maybe getting her money back, or at least, if, if at best, uh, uh, pressing criminal charges against this person?
2: Well, obviously, you go to the district attorney and the New York attorney general and file a complaint. And then, uh, you know, you, have, you, you can sue them. The question is, you have to pay a lawyer to do that, and does this guy have any money? right to get might uh, or you're spending money more just losing more money.
1: Right. Right. Uh,
2: so, you know, those are essentially the options. You know, that's why when you hire contractors, you should check multiple sources, better business bureau, online reviews, other customers, and also no contracts without writing. No money up front unless it's specified for materials and you actually buy them yourself.
1: Good, good point. Good point.
2: And, you know, depending on the nature of the job, if you don't know what you're doing, you can hire an architect or another contractor to approve payment to the work when it's properly done. Mm-hmm. So, and make sure, of course, that they're, they're insured both with liability and workers' comp. They don't, have, they don't want to enter into a written contract with all those specifications, and they don't have insurance, and they don't have a website, and they don't have, mm. you know, they, if they don't run a legitimate operation, you should stay away, because, you know, you might get a good deal, or you might end up like this.
1: Right. If it smells like cologne, nah, never mind. So I get it. So that deal uh, that she had—I mean, does this happen a lot? Have you have you encountered this over the decades that oh. you've been? Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh. I, you know, we talk about it. How many times have we talked about this, Glenn? And because it, right. it happens repeatedly. Well, a lot in of people.
1: A lot of people say, "Well, going through the attorney general, the Better Business Bureau—it's just you know—it's like it's throwing you know something through a fan and waiting. You know, it, you don't get results that way, I guess." It's it's just a, it's one of those things you have to do to get the ball rolling, I guess, Joe.
2: Well, they're going to investigate it, and if he's done it to other people, then that is the easiest way for them to get out and prevent him. Because people do get arrested, and the attorney general goes after him and joins them and, and uh, you know gets them to try and pay damages. So it's not—I mean, you know, it's better they're doing it than you pay a lawyer to do it because, again— most of these people that do this and are disreputable don't have any money for you to sue
1: them. So, where do you, I? I'm just curious, Joe, Joe. with your experience, and we had three. I actually came up with two reasons. Someone texted me a third reason. A contractor could do this uh, for drug-related reasons to pay off other debts, or he's got he or she has got a gambling issue. In your experience, when you see situations like this, what? What are the reasons why a, an alleged contractor or someone reneges on a deal, takes the money, and you can't see them anymore? What what What's their reasoning?
2: Well, you know, it, it varies. A lot of times it's just they're incompetent. That's their money to live on, and they just spend it. Uh, you know, if they don't have to have a drug or a gambling problem because, it's their money to live on, to pay their rent, pay for their cars. They just take it and spend it. Do you they think they're going to get around to it? Right. I mean, and then there's real scammers. I mean, the people that just
1: do it, to steal as much as they can. Right, right. So, you know, I could see, you know, even in a town like Syracuse, which is, what, five, five times bigger than Watertown, essentially. You know, around here, everybody, for the most part, knows each other. Here it is, you know through various sources, there was a letter that was circulating social media. People know who this is. We got to be careful on our side. We definitely don't want to get the word out, but people aren't dumb. They figure out who it is. How does one actually wake up in the morning feeling good about themselves knowing they just took their neighbor for 32 grand?
2: Well, yeah, you know, that, that's something that... Uh, that's not a psychologist and criminologist and yeah. therapist. That's, that's, that's not something that... Uh, you know, that's not something we can comment
1: about, because, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. people do what they do. It is it is amazing. And, uh, again, I, I guess growing up a Catholic, having some, you know, white guilt of my own or Christian guilt, Catholic guilt, whatever, which way you want to talk about it, you know, it's like being paranoid. Sometimes it's a good way of thinking, Joe. It keeps you out of trouble. And that's that's my well, philosophy. You
2: know, a contract, all these writings, by the way, that we're talking about doing, protects both the contractor and the, and the homeowner, because... Believe me, legitimate contractors have been shafted by homeowners not paying them and mm-hmm. refusing to pay. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you
1: know, right.
2: that's a two-way street.
1: Right, right. That's a good point. But that said, and I mentioned this yesterday, this contractor gives other contractors a bad name.
2: Well, again, I think good contractors will say these are examples why... You can do, you can rely on me because I do this, this, and that. I don't take money, and except for this, this, and that, right. And you know, we guarantee our work. and you know, I've been doing this for thirty years, and I've only had five unsatisfied customers. And you know, by the way, if they say they've never had any, that's a big red flag too.
1: yeah, that's true. yeah, that that's a, yeah that, that, there's a lot of red flags, unfortunately, she didn't see them, but now she was gracious enough to come on the show yesterday. Uh, she is going to. And again, I, I I don't know if she's gotten an attorney. I suggested yourself, Joe, and I will do it again and again. But I think she should have done that right away. And, and um, but you know, a lot of people are just reluctant. I guess people just you know they they, they encounter something that they don't uh, you know they don't they didn't predict. They never thought they'd be in this situation. And sometimes people freeze well, like a like a deer well, in the people headlights. People
2: are trusting, you yeah. know, and unfortunately. You know, most people are good people, but, uh, you know, you still have to trust and verify.
1: True. True. You're absolutely right. Uh, Joel, I don't know. Did you get flooded at where you are in Central New York?
2: No. No, fortunately not in my area, no. But uh, I saw pictures of Long Lake where I've spent a lot of time in my younger days, and it was very sad, all the destruction there. And... uh Terrible,
1: terrible. Yeah, up through Vermont, uh, lower part of the Catskill region, uh, and then you know you go out west, and they said the it was one of the wettest uh, winters with all the snow they had, and it's just horrible. And I noticed that there was one um, um, development where the, they basically said you know the the homeowners are off on their own uh, because I, I don't know if they could be insured or have any type of help through through the local municipality. Because of the, the development that they were they were on was, was a private development. So I, I guess, and we, we have a, a similar situation around here, Joe, where there's a private, you know, it's not annexed through the city, although they're talking about it right now, uh, that's on its own antiquated uh, water system. And if that goes out, and apparently it is, you're, 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 you know, your S-L-L, S-O-L, well, uh so i I guess you know when you when you go into you know one of these big private and a lot of these houses I'm referring to in California are really nice, but if they're in private developments, I guess there's a downside to that pardon the pun
2: well you you know you have to know what you're buying and what your risks are you know uh, they you know they had those people who have were on the on the hillside and their expensive houses and they gave them twenty minutes to get out because the landslide was coming right I'm not sure how much your insurance is and even if it is, how much it's going to pay. So I, why would you ever build on a cliff in California? I don't know. But.
1: I, I, and that, a lot of these people, again, a lot of them look like professionals, doctors, you know, uh, engineers. Oh, they're
2: expensive houses. We're, yeah. we're talking about expensive.
1: So is it possible that they, they're they not going to get a dime to, to, to fix these homes? I mean, to replace these homes then, Joe?
2: I, I don't know what kind of insurance they could buy, and Jeez. I don't know how much it pays for. I know... Earth movement insurance in California is very, very expensive, and it has a huge deductible. Wow! And uh, so, yeah, they, they might get, but they may be out a hundred thousand or one hundred and fifty thousand or more in their own money.
1: Jeez! And then they got to build a new house.
2: Well, maybe go somewhere else. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah! Get the yeah. hell out of Dodge—that's for sure. Uh, but uh wow! I, again. And then Vermont is another situation. Where, you know, it, it seems like it seems like if you're going to be flooded, you might as well be flooded the Northeast because yeah, you're going to get some damage. You might have to fix some walls and whatnot. But it looks like you know, a floods in the Northeast uh, persevere better than other parts of the country, Joe. Right?
2: Well, we get a lot of rain and we have a lot of trees and we got a lot of drainage. So right. Yeah, it's, uh, we get water. We're
1: used to it. Right? We're, we're definitely used to it. Although, like they said, it was a hundred year. Uh, down for eight inches in about five or six hours in certain areas. That's something. So we can't say we have drought conditions anymore, at least at least not in Vermont, that's for sure.
2: And, Glenn, next week you can talk about, you should have a show about skimmers. And I don't know if you've had one and and, and what your legal remedies are. You know, the big box company that watches everybody with their cameras and their employees but they aren't watching people's money getting stolen. I, I, we could talk about that next week. Or you should have a show because, you know, as a customer, I'm expecting my money to my my credit and my 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 uh, uh, you know assets to be protected, and you're not doing anything. And so why should I shop there? But that's a different question.
1: yeah, is that is that when you you know you're getting charged more than what you're buying for when you go through the registers? Is that what you're referring to, Joe?
2: No, you didn't they see the, st- the stories they've had. They're up to eleven, I think now. They steal your credit card information at the machines. They just put these these gangs.
1: Oh yes, 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 and someone and then someone waits there and says, "Oh, I can help you." Like an innocent bystander. No, 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 oh that's no, a different they one. Okay, remotely
2: record the information. and this, oh. this is a sophisticated device. Transmits the information remotely, and all your credit card information is in somebody else's hand.
1: Wow, we got it too. all right. So I'll be ready for that. What's it called? Skimmers.
2: Yeah, you haven't seen the story, but you have to read it. Yeah, you should have a show. I will. I, you know, there, yeah, I have had multiple people ask me about it, and if it happened to me, I would be very perturbed. Oh, of course. Or that was responsible,
1: especially with a debit card. Yeah, uh, that's all your money. Skim,
2: yeah. skim... Well, that's a problem. Debit cards and gift cards. Somebody asked me about gift cards, and I, you know, if that information gets stolen, they steal your gift card. I don't think you have any remedy at all except going after the entity that w- was negligent. But right. Right. Um,
1: Wow, it's, it's almost like you shouldn't be using anything anymore. Just go out there with good old fashioned cash, Joe, and risk that by going into Nothing Destiny takes parking lot. And that's
2: easy to get stolen, too, Glenn.
1: So, yeah, you know. spe- especially if you go to Destiny USA, whatever they're calling it these days. I don't even know. Are they still calling it the Destiny Mall? Yes. Okay. Dangerous place. Don't go there with cash. Don't go there at all, if you ask me. Joe, when people need to get in contact with you or any one of your associates here in Watertown or Syracuse, how can one do that?
2: Sure, StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is Joe at StanleyLawOffices.com. The phone number is
1: 1-800-608-3333. We'll talk about skimmers next Wednesday. Joe, have a great weekend, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Okay, Glenn. Bye. Thank you, Joe. Attorney Joe Stanley here on the Alive at Five show. If you want to chime in, by all means, 755-1240 is the number. Or as Mayor Jeff Graham would refer to it as 755-1240. Yeah, so Jeff is sitting in for me tomorrow and Friday. First time... And I'll do the math here. I took over the Live at Five show, and it came back. I came back in March 12th, I believe, of uh, 2021. So do the math there. So it's going to be like two years and three months or four months that Jeff has actually sat here twice in one day at the noon hour and five o'clock hour. That's going to be fun. That's going to be tomorrow and Friday. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah,
0: Glenn, I wanted to tell you about, I had hired a contract a few years back. It was a pretty good job. It was around $35,000. And what I did was I opened up uh, an account at Home Depot, and when he went to buy materials, I went with him, and I bought them through my account. And I kept track of everything that he bought that he needed, Mm. and I kept track of everything that was on the job. That's how I. um,
1: So you bought every. So in other words, you got you can't say look uh, we need this that and the other thing for this job. That sounds like a big job, and that you would go out and make sure that the the all everything on that list was purchased directly from your debit card or your cash or whichever. You did that yourself.
0: Yes, because you know uh, a lot of contractors they overbuy right, and then they stack it up right, and then they use it on the next job right, and they charge the people for new materials in which they got materials that they uh, had from old jobs My. left over. Mm-hmm. That happens.
1: So he, here's what I have, and I didn't ask either you know, uh, Michelle yesterday, or for that matter, Attorney Joe Stanley. I just did a quick, job, a quick contract job with someone who did some concrete work for me, and he said, this is the price. Should we, I mean, in, your, in your deal, the one you just referred to, sir, did you have a, an end result price that you agreed to?
0: Um, he gave me a price on the labor, and I paid for the materials.
1: But did you know overall how much the whole project with labor and materials was going to cost right from the beginning? About,
0: yeah, we figured a little above 30
1: Wow, that's a lot of money.
0: Now, another thing, how contractors make money. I was in the business, and a lot of contractors, I never did this, a lot of contractors... They get a big discount at the, uh, like, White lumber. Right. When you're a contractor, you get a different price than you do when you walk in. True. a lot cheaper. Right. And, but there's a price on the store price, and the contractors will take the discount and charge you the full price. Interesting. So they make money on that, too. Now, <clears throat> Glenn, I heard you make a couple comments to Joe. And I got to know what, what you meant by it. Okay. You said Catholic guilt, white, that you had Catholic guilt and white guilt. Yeah. Why would you say that? Why I'm not? I'm yeah. and I'm white, yeah. I don't have any guilt about being a Catholic. I don't control what any other Catholic does, and I'm not taking the blame for anything that anybody else does. I'm white. I can't control all white people and what they've done. I have no guilt as, a, as a, uh, um, a white man, none at all. I can't control anybody, just like with slavery 300 years ago. I have no, had no control over that. My family had no control over that. My great, great, great families had no control over that. You know, it just upsets me to say things like that. Wow,
1: I, I, have to, I, have, I can't remember have the context. And Catholic guilt. Well, I mean, I have it. What can something? I tell you? <laughs> did you do something wrong? Um, I always had the impression growing up in St. Thomas Apostle that, yeah, that especially boys. Yeah, I did. I'm going to be very honest with you. I always had the feeling that I did something wrong. Yes. Yes. That's, that's me. That's my, that's, well, I don't, I don't want to call do it my personality. Wrong. Were
0: you a racist? Uh, did, were you a bully? No. Uh, did you do all these, did you do a whole ton of bad t- things
1: as a Catholic. No. As a Catholic, okay, well, maybe some, You yeah. don't
0: have to feel yeah. about what other people do. And you make a lot of comments about yourself like that. Hmm. You know, Glenn, you got to stop that. You're a good man.
1: Well, I appreciate done,
0: it. You know, you're a good man. You know, you've got a good family. You've done well. You know, you got to stop saying things like that. It just upsets me. Uh, you know, so I'm just talking to you as a friend. No, I appreciate and I really it. mean I really mean that. That uh, don't... Well, you can do what you want to no, do. No, no, right?
1: I appreciate it. No, And by the way, I stuck up for you because you, you were criticizing one... Uh, I believe it was the uh, the pool lady, and she thought you were Louie. So uh, you I... You know what?
0: <laughs> Glenn, I was going to call back. Not, I wasn't going to call back that same day. I was going right. to call back the next day. The reason why... She thinks that I'm a bully and a hater, is because I don't believe what she believes. I told, I tell the truth, right? Whether she likes it or not, but she is just like a democratic lib. If you don't believe what she believes, then you are a hater Mm -hmm. and a bully.
1: Be one of them. So yeah. that's
0: yeah. all I could say about that. I'm not going to say anything else about it, nah. but that's how she is. She might sound like a nice lady, but she's right in line with the, with the other side. If you don't believe what I do, then there's something wrong with you. But, Glenn, you're a good guy. So let's, you know, you should not have any guilt about anything if you haven't murdered somebody or, or you know. So I, I just hope you take that in the right I way. I
1: appreciate it. I, I'll take that under advisement, and I greatly appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Glenn. Thank you. Uh, there you have it, 755. And again, I, I I thought he was going to mention the cologne comment. <laughs> sorry, I'm slamming on the desk again. I'm sorry. I'm immature. I'm immature. He's immature. That's what Glenn Curry is. He's immature. There you go. All right, got to do a break, and we'll be back right after this. Roof looking older than you are? Find back. Welcome back. So I got this, uh, I posted something for the first time in a while on my own personal Facebook page. I don't know why. I'm kind of staying away from that lately. The tutu. I was inspired. Oh, I just lost it. Where is it? I posted a, a picture of what I thought was a 1968 Dodge Charger. Someone corrected me. He said, nah, looks like a 69 I like, "Wow, how do you know that?" But anyway, uh, a beautiful teal color. This isn't the original color, I can tell you that much. But obviously restored from the from the you know from the fact. Well, all, all this is the original car. It's a Canadian car, and I posted it like this: the ultimate car just passed me on Arsenal Street. I guessed that a 1968 Dodge Charger, Canadian plates, stunning. There was like three or four of them all together in their own little like uh, posse. And they're all heading down to the Grand Nationals down in uh, Syracuse by, by way of Route 81. They were coming from the north, getting gassed up here in Watertown. Maybe from the Ottawa area. It makes sense. These things don't get great, great gas mileage. But I purposely waited for it to pass me. I, I, I might have upset some people, but there was like four or five of them. One was an older car. But this, 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 this is, uh, to me, the Dodge Charger, and there's so many from that era, and the vehicles made by GM and Mopar, and for that matter, Ford, between the years of 63 and 72, 73, I'll, I'll end it there. That is the golden age, not just of the, you know, obviously these are muscle cars, but just the style, the lines, the wheels. Now, were they safe vehicles? No. Were they good on gas? Never. I don't know if they can run on regular gas or, or the uh, if they get the high-octane stuff. Um, I just got a text from Jim about something, just as I'm telling you this. I'll have to answer that later, Jim. I'm sorry. I'm busy. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, it's 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 an extraordinary car, and I was lucky to see that in the three others today. It really, there's something about it. I could never trust myself with a vehicle like that. I wouldn't drive someone's car like that, because I know I would scratch it up. And that would be doomsday. I couldn't have lived with myself. By the way, I did get a, a, a message earlier. Uh, someone said that the, the, uh, the stream is down, which explains why there's uh, a, a lot more people on my Facebook page today watching, which is good because it is the alternative when the stream is down, if you can't get us on air. Um, so anyway, if, if that's the case, give me a shout, 755-12. T- tell me if that's the case. Uh, and uh, we can go from there. I mean, I mean, that's that's something. Obviously, I would have to tell Ken Martin. Just sometimes, it, yeah, the system needs to be rebooted. <clears throat> so, other things. Uh, last night was the All Star game. The uh, National League finally won after nine years. A good game. I, I made a disparaging comment to my brothers in, in a in a group text. I said, "Geez, the only. I mean, really, the only the only I, I only people that look like you and us, uh, you know, dudes like like us, <laughs> are the coaching staff and the umpires." It was. it's amazing how baseball, and I'm not saying this in any disparaging way or any, any bad way, but baseball is clearly, and this is, this is the All-Star game, dominated by the Latino-Hispanic cl- uh, class. That's for sure. Uh, the, the MVP, I forget his name, he hit the two-run homer and he had a good play earlier in the game, too. It was a low-scoring game. <clears throat> but uh, there is no doubt about it that the best players in the world come from the Caribbean, come from Central America, come from South America and places like Dominican Republic. And I know they cleaned up Seattle. They cleaned up all the, uh, you know, the the, the homeless people just for this. But um, apparently in in a day later, like today, I'm sure Seattle looks like a mess again. They try to put up some blockades, but uh, who knows? But that's Seattle's problem. At this point, with the exception of what I uh, witnessed a couple weeks ago over there at the Court Street Bridge, you know, there were some homeless people uh, residing there. I actually spoke to some of them. Uh, that was the day when I noticed there was a lot of uh, uh, packages of of condoms lying all over the place. Well, the next day they were gone. And they have since fenced that area in. Uh, but apparently, uh, and I know this from a couple of businesses that have uh, their, their, their places of business on, on West Main Street, or for that matter, Factory Street, right off the Black River, they say that there's a decent amount of people that are literally living all on the river, uh, under embankments, or key or in I, I don't know how they're surviving, but they are. And uh, from time to time, you'd see them walking back and forth to either to a convenience store to get cleaned up or buy things. I don't know where they're getting any type of money. I don't know if they're exchanging cans or people giving them handouts. It is very, very sad. Uh, but, uh, you know, once the cold weather comes along, obviously that, that changes everything. Uh, but there, there is an advantage of living in an area like this because homelessness doesn't last too long throughout the year, and we know why. So, the uh, let me just refresh News Junkie before I go, uh, and I won't be back here until next Monday. So, wish me well. I'm going to uh, Philadelphia. It's uh, the last time I went to Philadelphia. I was in eighth grade, and uh, our St. Thomas Apostle had, we had a we had a trip for the bicentennial, and uh, we saw Independence Hall. We actually saw the Liberty Bell, and to this day, every time I see a picture of the Liberty Bell, I said, I had a chance to touch the Liberty Bell that day, like every, all, all, the other, all my classmates did, and I didn't. So who knows, I might do that. And in addition to that, with the remaining seconds left here, I want to thank our friends over there at News Junkie for really helping out and pushing this. Uh, the comedy is returned, at least for two nights and hopefully for more, uh, in Sackett's Harbor. And uh, Margaret Coe. Uh, is is uh, she has taken over what was the uh, the the playhouse? She calls it the ballroom there in Sackett's. and she's got two nights of comedy. Uh, community broadcasters will give you more information on that. In fact, the comedians are one of which is coming in tomorrow morning to talk to Johnny Spazzano and our friend Lance Hale on ninety four Rock. So uh, if you're looking for some, you know, if you want to walk away from the craziness of the world and enjoy yourself with some good comedy, go back to Sackett's Harbor this Thursday and Friday night. The tickets just twenty dollars. Uh, Mr. Jackson from Syracuse and up here from New York City, Ray, Ray DeVito, uh, will be the headliner for both nights. Both shows start at 730. Hey, until next uh, Monday, Jeff's in for tomorrow, in 1240, w in Watertown.
2: This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.